Hello, welcome to Over the Knee. I'm Cynical Dom on Tumblr, and I'm here with... I'm Amy Submits on Tumblr. And our last main podcast, uh, titled Feeling Off, we talked about uh, how there was uh, something off with our dynamic, and uh, talked about how you had had a panic attack, and uh, I kind of sprung it on you that I considered that... Uh, the cause of all the issues was you not feeling my presence. And uh, we kind of talked about and explored that. Um, I guess uh, let's do an update on uh, what's happened since then. Like, uh, how are you feeling now? What's happened since then? Um, I'm, I feel like we're back to normal. Yeah. Um, so we talked, like, I think a couple of days after that podcast, we talked again. Um, and, um, I don't really know exactly what changed other than like just kind of addressing the elephant in the room helped. And then, um, I think maybe we've both just been a little bit more intentional. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think that, um, I largely, well, I think I had said that in the podcast too, that I knew that a lot of what you were saying like really made sense and was a significant part of it. Um, but I think I also came to recognize that um, a lot of it is, um, I guess, self-esteem issues on my end. With you getting a job, a, a second job, um, for some reason that triggers um, feelings in me of wondering whether I'm worth it or feeling like I owe you more because you're now doing more. Um and so just insecurity with, am I enough? And um, I think that part of that was the reason I was pulling back emotionally and not sharing some of my, my things that were stressing me with you was because I thought that would help you by not having to have the burden of my emotions. And um, so that was kind of my way of trying to balance the scales a little bit was to take stress off of you in that way. And so... Uh, and it wasn't the first time we've talked about that kind of a thing, but I guess just hearing again that um, you don't view me sharing my emotions as a burden and that uh, you actually think it's detrimental <laughs> to our relationship was a, a needed reminder, I think. Um, and so, like this week, I've been like back to just sharing everything. And, um, and I yeah. think... Um, and I think one of the reasons that, uh, I guess just to recap that you probably at least unconsciously felt, um, the need to, uh, pull back from, uh, sharing that with me was at least in part due to my lack of presence in that period. Oh, that was something else that I, I don't know if I've like voiced it in quite this way to you, but. Um, you had referenced, um, you used the term dominant attention. Mm -hmm. And I had struggled with that, like, as you said it, because um, you hadn't stopped being my dominant, you hadn't stopped giving me attention <laughs> during that time period. And I think um, what I came to recognize is that when I see you um, proactively handling problems, there's something very reassuring and comforting about that to me. Because um, obviously you have it handled if you're like not like just 
you know what I'm saying? If you're kind of attacking something head on. And so I think that mm-hmm. that is kind of what I had seen and that that's what helped make the shift. Yeah. And I think uh, like that self-esteem issue, that's, that's not something that's going to be solved in like a single conversation. I think it was a, a release valve and, uh, you know, uh, just another part of uh, the process and trying to deal with that kind of really difficult issue. Well, and I think like I kind of needed the reminder that I have, I, I was going to say that I have your permission, but that I, more than I have your permission, that you expect me to share with you and give um, all of myself to you and that it's not a burden and that is actually the wrong thing to do. It's not a nice thing to mm-hmm. try to um, handle things on my own. And Yeah. So that's pretty much it for that, right? Yeah. Okay, so there's the recap. Um, for this episode, we're going to be talking about uh, 24-7 DS in general, right? Yeah. Um, so this is something that I've like considered writing about, but I, I just never could find a way that like felt right to talk about it. Um, and the reason I've thought about like talking about it or discussing it is just because there seems to be a lot of like different people perceive twenty four seven DS to mean a lot of different things, mm-hmm. and um, to the point where I get enough people who misunderstand what I mean when I say that that it makes me kind of not want to say it sometimes. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, but we've just been using it for so long that it's kind of hard to backpedal on it. So I guess maybe as a starting point, uh, the reason we originally embraced it is because we thought it was a really clear-cut, obvious thing, um, but I didn't in what and how it was defined. But um, I was in a little bubble on Tumblr of people who like used it to mean a certain thing, and I didn't realize that other people viewed it as meaning other things. And so like I had when I first found Tumblr. Uh, it was through blogs like Sub Girly Girl and um, Down With Pens, um, older blog. And um, just kind of that, um, I guess that's like side of Tumblr that is a little bit more based on like the relationship aspects more so than kink. Mm. And um, so the ways that I had seen it used made me assume that it was DS where that's very similar to domestic discipline where um, there's usually going to be rules that are not, it's not about um, sex, like orgasm control or whatever, but just rules about um, improving yourself or um, staying held accountable to goals or or things like that. Um, and that it is just something that is always there. It's not something that you, you do for like a day for um, a scene or for a kink, but that you just believe that, one person is submissive, the other person is dominant, and that because that's who you are and because you have these rules that are always there, that your DS is 24-7 as opposed to just in the bedroom. And I think uh, at least our form of 24-7 DS, like a really easy way to describe it is that uh, hierarchy of needs and wants. Mm -hmm. The submissive's needs first, the, the dominant's needs than the dominant's wants, than the submissive's wants. Mm-hmm. And uh, just that being a blueprint for a relationship 24-7. Yeah, yeah. So it isn't like, it isn't just rules. 
Right, right. That's very true. Like, and I think, I, I guess I really don't differentiate it that much, if at all, from um, domestic discipline as a, yeah. as a relationship style. Um, for us, it had very little to do with kink and more about just how we were attempting, like what our relationship goals were. And our goals were just kind of to let you lead and for me to follow or for me to um, serve and for you to lead. So I guess um, I kind of just want to go over like some of the like common questions I get that um, some of them are, are just questions and that some of them just kind of highlight um, things that um, I don't want to say they're misconceptions because I don't want to suggest that other people who define 24-7 DS differently aren't wrong because obviously we don't get to decide <laughs> how it's defined. But how like when these questions are posed at me, it just makes it obvious that they don't understand what we mean when we say it. Mm. Um. So is it okay if I, like, pose them to you? Sure. Okay. Um, so one of the common questions that I get is, how do we handle being 24-7 DS if we have to, like, leave the house? So, like, how can you be my dominant, like, at the grocery store? Mm, I tell you uh, when we're going to the grocery store. Um, I'll tell you what grocery store we're going to. Uh, you'll often ask me... Uh, what shoes you should wear when we go to the grocery store. <laughs> um, if uh, there's something you're not sure you want, you will just ask me in the grocery store. Um, if there's something I think you need to get, I will just grab it or tell you to grab it in the grocery store. Um, I'm sure there's other little ways, but I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, the other aspect of that is uh, what is expected of me doesn't really change either. Like, uh, just because we're at the grocery store doesn't mean I can, like, tell you to fuck off or something if I get mad at you. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, like if you did that, like, you would get a, a <laughs> you would get a terrible face <laughs> and then, a, like, a terrible silent car ride home <laughs> and then be spanked once we were in private. <laughs> Um, right. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, like I think, uh, I think both of us or one of us has written about how, uh, at one time we realized you didn't have your debit card at the grocery store and that's basically what happened. Yeah. Um, and so, but I guess there are like, there are some things that we put on the back burner or like, um, I guess it just depends on what's like kind of socially acceptable and what's not. Um, like I don't call you by a title full time anyway, so that's not something that we specifically stop doing mm -hmm. um, at the grocery store. But um, this isn't something that is likely to come up at the grocery store. But obviously, this is just kind of a symbol for being like in public. Mm. Um, so with something like if I wanted um, permission to like drink alcohol or have soda, and we're in like a restaurant or um, just with family even. Mm -hmm. um, that's not the kind I, – I wouldn't ask you that in front of other people just because it would, you know, yeah. we'd get you'd get side-eye for that. Kind of, it would seem yeah. awkward or kind of inappropriate. <laughs> I um, think there's been a few times where you've tried to kind of like hint <laughs> to me and question me with your eyes and I'll be completely oblivious. Yeah, I remember like we were at a birthday <laughs> party one time and uh, – 
like we're all eating and there's like a cooler of soda and like everybody's getting soda and I like tried like making eyes at you and then kind of like tilting my head like towards the cooler and you were just so clueless that I like I just had to wait until we could get alone. Huh? <laughs> yeah. And I think you even said like I have no idea what you're trying to do right now. <laughs> and so we just I just had to wait or whatever but um but yeah, so for that kind of thing like usually I would just try to, you know, get you a sad or whisper to you or like text you from across the room or something. I think for us there's probably um less of a difference in private versus public because we're kind of uh low protocol oh yeah um like with the titles and stuff well yeah i think we're particularly low protocol when it comes to language um yeah like we're i guess like our whole dynamic really is pretty casual like we don't really um we don't do anything that's like formal or that you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think like there might be small differences in how we word things too. Like yeah. um when it's just us, you'll just like tell me to do things. Um if somebody else is around, you would say would you or I would appreciate it if you would mm-hmm. and and things like that. And I mean sometimes you talk to me like that when it's just us too. It's not like like you only give mm-hmm. like orders or whatever, but um we're just a little more sensitive to that kind of thing if other people are hearing just so that it seems like a genuine question and yeah. you know not too bossy or or whatever. Um the other question that um I get is I think some people think that 24/7 DS is um is a statement about how much vanilla sex you do or don't have. So they'll ask me like so you never have vanilla sex or you never like quote unquote make love. Um what's your answer to that? I don't quite know how to answer that because I don't think we ever have sex that doesn't reinforce the DS dynamic. Mm-hmm. Well, and obviously what kinky is or what DS sex is, is going to be a very subjective thing. Yeah. But like as one example, I never can just come without permission. Yeah. So um, that's if you consider orgasm control kinky or DS, then... No, we don't ever have sex that doesn't involve orgasm control. And we, like we've talked about before, we practice uh, sexual availability. Mm-hmm. But I think even if we had like unusually gentle sex for us, I guess, it would still be you bossing me around. Like you would be picking the positions like. Yeah. Like I, you're very bossy. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I can't think of a time where we've ever just just had gentle sex. Like when we have gentle sex, it's to like just to break up the monotony of just rough sex. Or like sometimes you do it to like for a few minutes to like tease me. Yes, yes. Um, but we don't. I would never say that our like lack of more gentle sex is because of DS. It's just yeah. what our interests are. Um, I think you can absolutely be 24-7 DS and have gentle sex sometimes. <laughs> like, that doesn't... Yeah. It's not something we do for the sake of maintaining DS necessarily. It's just that we just aren't into gentle sex. Yeah. And then kind of along the same lines, the other thing is, um, like, don't you ever just want to, like, be partners? And, like, I think that one probably strikes me as the most funny of all because we're always partners. Mm-hmm. In my mind. Mine too. Um, and, uh, I, I think, um, cause you don't have to divide everything 50, 50 in order to still be partners. Yeah. 
Um, and so I guess it's kind of like a, I almost view it as like a yin and a yang kind of a thing. We're different, but we complement each other and we're still partners because we're still working towards the same goal and mm. we're still helping each other just in different ways. Yeah. Um, and so I think like this one usually comes from like submissives who are seeking more uh, complex DS than they currently have with their like boyfriend or husband. And um, they will ask, don't you get tired as the dominant? Like, don't you ever need a day off? How does that work? I think no, because it doesn't... It's work, but it's rewarding work. So... No. So it's not draining then? No. Um, and then I think it's funny, and I mean funny is not the right word, but I think it's interesting that when submissives come to me with this question, um, that they don't seem to ask themselves that question. If you think you can be submissive to a person full time, yeah. then, um, and that seems like if you, and if you, uh, you know, believe that that's something you can do, why, why do you think that it wouldn't work that way mm -hmm. for that person? Um, and don't you think it would be the same answer? Yeah. Well, and I think part of my answer too is, um, it feels fairly natural yeah. to me. And so I think, um, certainly for somebody who isn't a submissive, it wouldn't be maintainable. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you have to be you have to want it and you have to find personal meaning and value in it because it is work on both sides. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah. And then I think sometimes the, like, don't you want to break or doesn't it get tiring? I think it kind of comes from maybe the idea of like a, a role or a scene. Um, and I think that's another like big part of how people, view 24-7 DS differently is that like we come at it I think in large part that like I'm your submissive all the time because like in the same it's not any different than saying I'm your girlfriend all the time or um you know we don't have to be together even but I'm still your submissive um where I think other people think that um, in order to be dominant full-time, you have to be dominating me full-time. Where it's like, of course, we have, you know, stretches every day where I'm working and you're not doing something that is specific, like a dominant act to me. Mm -hmm. um, and so I guess part of it just comes down to viewing it as it's it's who we are. And so it's not about feeling submissive or doing a submissive act all the time. It's just about being a submissive. Um, and that, that's another one that um, I get asked is, um, or not really asked, but I've had people state, um, like, I would like to be a submissive full-time, but I just really struggle with it. And, like, sometimes I get sassy and or I misbehave or, or things like that. And... Um, I think that one makes me uncomfortable because it's like, I'm not trying to say that, <laughs> that I'm always a good submissive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was um, going to say a good spanking will fix that. <laughs> um, and, but I think it's just that 
um, when I'm struggling to be submissive, um, you, I didn't stop being your submissive. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, I think that's maybe... I'm just not acting submissively, but I'm still a submissive. Well, I think that's something people who have these questions maybe miss is like, uh, you know, we're, we're humans, so we will stumble and fail on both sides sometimes. Well, yeah, and like a large part of that like feeling off podcast was talking about how it wasn't feeling, um, we weren't really in our normal groove with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's not about always feeling <laughs> like a good submissive and like I assume it's that way on your side too. Like I'm sure there are days where you don't necessarily feel dominant, right? No, I always feel dominant. <laughs> you have to laugh so they know you're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's why I'm a big bad tough guy. I always feel dominant. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and so then I think kind of along those same lines is sometimes people think it means staying in um, like subspace or just a submissive headspace all mm. of the time. Um, and as part of, you know, acting out and doing the wrong thing or even just kind of feeling off like we had talked about last week, um, I don't feel submissive all the time. Um, I'm certainly not in subspace all the time. For um, Subspace is a... Is a hard thing to achieve and it's a limited thing for me um well i guess i kind of view it as two layers there's like like the high of subspace that is um like from playing usually um and then there's kind of i guess like a default like a a lesser lever a lesser level of subspace where um i am like i will readily do whatever you ask of me if you tell me to do something, I'll like jump up and do it without thinking twice. Um, and so I guess that's a little bit of a submissive headspace just because um, I'm like very like relaxed in my role of submitting to you and serving to you. And then there's like a like a struggling layer where I'm hesitant and um, it's harder, but I still try <laughs> to mm-hmm. to fight that. And yeah. so um even if even when I'm in that headspace where I'm hesitant and um, it's just not flowing, submission just isn't flowing as equally, um, we don't view it as our DS has stopped. It's just harder. Um, and, like, that sucks, but, like, it's just part of real life. Yeah. Um, and I think the fact that um, I try to be conscious of that and you try to be conscious of that and we try to correct it um, – like, I mean, that's basically what we did in that last podcast Yeah, as we tried to correct it. And um, so we're still, to me, we're still DS and our rules never stop too. And so that's kind of another layer of how it maintains, I guess. Would you say that you have like the, like an equivalent of that, you think? Of what? Like levels of like feeling dominant. No, I always feel dominant. <laughs> <laughs> um, not like that, no. Um, the closest equivalent I have is uh, if I am like just like super depressed or something, mm-hmm. and it isn't like uh, 
like I don't feel like it isn't like oh I don't want to dominate her. <laughs> it's just uh, my brain is just kind of turning off. Yeah. Like all the switches are being turned off. Yeah. So not a comparable one because I think I'm just kind of a big bad dude and I'm just kind of. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think that you have kind of like proactive dominance versus like. Sure. Um, but it's not a different feeling in your. No. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, but so, and I guess I, like when you are struggling with something too, um, it's, I would still go to you with my needs. Um, you would still hold me accountable to rules. So there's certainly highs and lows or are intensity, I guess, of DS does ebb and flow. Mm -hmm. It's not like our lives are the same every day and it just can't be because we're human and life happens to us like it does to anybody else. And so we're impacted by that. Yeah. Um, but there are certain things that we maintain kind of as just our core structure that never changes. And then on top of that, we just view each other as you're my dominant all the time. And so that, that a large part of what I mean by 24 seven DS is just that it's not, um, something that we switch on and off. I think, uh, one part of this is of people thinking about 24 seven DS, um, being concerned about, uh, what if they, uh, don't feel submissive all the time or, um, are, uh, concerned it's like too much to ask for the other person to submit or dominate. Um, I think, uh, when each person goes through the ebbs and flows of life, that other person's need and desire um, for submission or domination, it uh, helps correct the other person. Oh. So, like, the act of 24-7 DS in itself helps create an equilibrium. Yeah, that's really interesting. You feel like that on your side? Yeah, I think that helps me get out of depression and stuff like that. If I need something? Just knowing that it affects you, I guess. Hmm. Um, and it certainly happens that way for me. Um, I think for me, like, the first thing that tends to shut off is, like, the physical mm -hmm. or, like, kinky side of things. If you, because you're almost always the initiator, um, if you, like, there are, a, a, like, it's not unusual for me to like not be excited about the idea of like spanking or impact play, but um, it's really rare for it to not make me feel better. Mm. And so, well, and it also just kind of like is like a role reinforcer mm -hmm. and um, it's just like a way that we connect in general. Like it's just kind of an intimate thing yeah. for both of us. And so sometimes um, I We'll go into it like, I'm really not feeling this. And then, like, I come out of it like, oh, I, like, I really needed that. And that, like, felt good. And then um, I almost feel like we, like, reconnect a little bit as a result of it. Mm -hmm. um, another question that I've gotten before is um, how do you keep, how do you keep it going all the time if you're not, like, stopping to negotiate the next scene? Um... Because I think we 
I think there's a couple parts. Um, we kind of no, we negotiate um, like a, a bigger agreement of consent, and uh, I guess we almost not so much like nowadays, but we do, we have almost done that and kind of just uh, checking in um, and communicating. Like we don't stop, but we we talk. We talk. <laughs> I don't know how to finish that sentence. Um, I think my, maybe I'm understanding it wrong, but I think when people ask that question, they think that um, we are in a scene all the time. Mm. Uh, and we don't really use the word scene at all. Um, and I think we... I don't know, maybe not. It's always hard to know, like, what other people, what other DS people's day-to-day lives really look like. But um, I don't think that we do things that most people would call scenes very frequently, actually. Um, Like, for the most part, we have rough sex. And we, like, throw in spanking and, um, like, orgasm control and just kind of, like, general roughness (laughs) and orgasm control. Um... I said orgasm control twice. I was trying to say forced <laughs> orgasms one of those times. Uh, um, but it's not very often that you, like, tie me up and flog me or um, do things that are, like, more, like, traditional scenes. Like, um, So I guess, like, in that kind of a way, we're less, like, BDSM-y <laughs> than other people, maybe. Yeah, we don't do a lot of restraining. Yeah, like, you're way more likely to just, like, hold my arms or... Mm-hmm. Um, wrists or something than to actually bust out restraints it's a lot of work doing all the (laughs) prepping and (laughs) well and it's just not our thing as much like yeah yeah. it's just less of an interest i think um uh but and even and we never role play uh which i got maybe that seems weird to other people because like isn't like ds kind of is roles but um, it doesn't seem like role play. Like when we go from like just sitting here on the couch to like playing or having sex, we don't like change our um, demeanor. Really, do you think we do? Yeah. Um, like uh, I've heard people say things like, um, if something funny happens, it will like break the scene, um. and like we aren't. We don't do that, but it's because we're not trying to be more serious than we usually are. Like, we're... um, Well, I think that's the thing. We don't put on a sternness or a seriousness, I don't think. We don't... We don't try to, but sometimes it does happen naturally, though. Yeah. And I think that's what both of us are more interested in. Yeah. Is we don't want to... We don't want to force seriousness or sternness. Or... Yeah, um, we like we we both like it when it happens, but we like it to uh, be a natural occurrence. Yeah, um, and I think uh, it's funny because I like hesitated for a second because there have been times where um, you'll like correct me for for like laughing or not laughing too much, but for like being too playful for trying to like call you silly nicknames or. Um, mm. like just be really silly. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and you're like, no, stop. And you would never tell me to do that outside of sex. Unless I was like annoying you, I guess. But um, so on occasion there is. But I guess it really just depends. Yeah. Um, but I never feel like I like put on a, a certain mood or a certain um, demeanor or and I don't feel like you do either. Um, this one just happened recently, but I had a girl message me and, um, she's been trying to date within like the BDSM world and she is very set on the like 24 seven aspect of DS, but she doesn't view herself as particularly kinky, at least within BDSM terms. She feels like she has a lot of limits. Um, and she has dated some people who she thought were a better match for her kinks, but then they were only interested in it in terms of kink. They weren't interested in 24-7. And then uh, she thought then that she needed to date somebody who was, like, really kinky in order to find somebody who would be 24-7. But then she felt like she was way out of her depth in terms of what she was capable of providing sexually. And so do you think that... um, you have that being 24 seven versus bedroom is like directly correlated to how kinky you are. Like, do you think you have to be extra kinky to want 24 seven? I certainly don't think you have to be extra kinky. I think like my instinct is that they can be related, but that they're not necessarily Mm-hmm. Um, for us, the majority of our like day-to-day DS isn't kink. And so it doesn't mean that you have to be feeling like being kinky all day, every day in order to be interested in 24-7. I think um, being interested in 24-7 really is as simple as finding elements of the um, the full-time relationship style worthwhile yeah um and then how kinky you are or aren't or how how much bdsm you practice or how frequently you do scenes or you do um rough bedroom play can be almost unrelated to that Mm. all right it's time for me to ask you questions i'm scared um what goes through your mind when i tell you no um, it really depends on what, um, what the situation is, how bad I wanted the thing, um, and how much I understand and or empathize with your reasoning. Um, so, like, like a real life example here that's like mildly shameful. Um, so like last night I was really tired mm-hmm. and I... I just wasn't thinking really, but I, I guess I was a little bit thinking because like I knew I couldn't actually ask you to not work out because I knew I didn't have a good reason, <laughs> um, and so I just <laughs> and so I like I don't even know what I said. Oh, I do. Go ahead. You said like, oh man. <laughs> I did not say it like that. Yeah, man. Sure, I'm tired. I wish I had worked out earlier today. <laughs> 
eh. You stop. It was not that bad. It was, I think, without the ass, but like, but it was literally almost word for word that. Like, just I short of. I regret bringing this up. Just short of you, like, elbow nudging me. <laughs> no! You're the worst. <laughs> um, but so, you. You still said no, even though I wasn't really asking. Well, yeah, what I said is, oh, that's too bad. You should have worked out earlier in the day. And then I wouldn't have had this problem. <laughs> right. And so um, my reaction to that is like, ugh. But, um, <laughs> but like, really, it was just like that, a small uh. Like, because I knew that that was essentially what was coming. Um, that's why I didn't actually ask. <laughs> um, um, so I think, I guess really what it kind of comes down to is most of the time when I'm asking you for something... I usually know roughly how how, <laughs> how high of a chance I have of a yes over a no. Mm. So I think most of the time, even though I obviously want a yes, if you say no, most of the time, I knew there was like at least a 50% chance you were going to say no. So I'm not like shocked or whatever. It's just like, eh. It's just something you just kind of have to swallow and, you know. Um but uh, so it's a lot harder when there's like that rare case when I really think you're gonna say yes and then you don't. Uh, that is more so than any other time when I think you're gonna say yes and you don't is when uh, I really struggle with like submitting to it. Um, for some reason, just the anticipation like it makes mm -hmm. a big difference. It and it takes longer for me to adjust if I was expecting a yes. Um. So I think that's a case where I'm much more likely to say something other than just okay or or whatever. Um, man, I wish I could think of what it was. There was one like not that long ago, like in the last couple of weeks, um, where I had asked you for something in the kitchen, and I was like really frustrated with it, and I like really wanted to say something, and I didn't, so I just walked away. Do you remember this? No. Uh, and I don't. I, I assume it was just like asking permission to skip a rule or, or something along those lines, but uh, you had like said no and you're just standing in the kitchen and like I, I thought even if I had just said like okay or yes that it would sound nasty because I was irritated. And so I walked out here and I just barely sat down and you said like come back out here. And I was like oh shit. And then uh, I get out there and like, I don't appreciate you just walking away like that. That's not okay. And <laughs> I nod because I'm still, like, struggling. And you're like, I want you to say yes. Yes. <laughs> but it was like, ooh. Like, it was like, like, it was all I could do, really. Like, it was hard. Um, but, like, that's really rare. But that happened because I really thought you would say yes. Um, I do remember that happening. I think it was more than a few weeks ago. Oh yeah, my I, you're probably right, but um, but I think that's pretty rare, and it usually it is just because I miscalculate what you're gonna say, and for some reason, if I think I know what you're gonna say, I can anticipate and like I can set my expectations, I guess, and that makes a big difference. So you've described your feelings, but what what actually goes through your head? Um, like in that, like the harder scenario, um, <laughs> I don't know why I want to say that. Like, sometimes it's like, this is fucking stupid. 
you know, or like something along those lines, like that's, or that like, that's really unfair or, um, I really should be able to do this. <laughs> Not proud of that, but uh, you know, does it ever in the moment make you question things in the big picture? Like questions submitting to you? Yeah. No. Like I've never, I've never thought like, um, we shouldn't do this anymore. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, just in the no, moment. No, no, I've never, I've never, I've never jumped that far. Um, I'm sure I've jumped to like, this isn't fun or I don't like this, mm -hmm. but never. <laughs> so you think this is stupid? Is that what you think? <laughs> no. Stop. <laughs> okay, next question. When you have convinced me to go from a no to a yes, have you ever regretted it? Yeah. Well, at least temporarily. Um, when we were new to domestic discipline or whatever you want to call this, DS, <laughs> um, I owe for a long time, for probably the first full year I want to guess um and obviously I'm super guessing because my memory sucks but um I would always think oh no I just took control mm. um I always thought that if I quote-unquote got my way that it meant that I was undermining our dynamic and so it took a while and I still occasionally struggle with it but I think it's way way better um with uh I, I, and it's because we've had a lot of conversations over the couple of years that we've been doing this where I will just come to you and like admit that I felt guilty. And then you're like, I didn't change my mind because you wanted me to. I changed my mind because you convinced me. Mm -hmm. And, uh, in my brain, that's all the difference in the world. And, um, it's kind of a funny thing because, um, I do think there could theoretically be a point where I would push too often or too frequently to where it might be inappropriate. Like if I just like pushed back against like everything you told me to do and questioned everything, I think you would feel disrespected. And, um, I don't think that you think me, that me questioning you is a bad thing in the frequency that I do it, but that, um, I I think my view of how often it's okay to question and yours, certainly when we started this, were different. How so? I think I thought that me questioning you, period, was me trying to take over. Mm. And I'm so glad that you just <laughs> embraced that because um, I wouldn't, the younger me, it doesn't really have anything to do with DS, I don't think. The younger me needed more of a voice than I had. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't. Uh, obviously it wasn't anything that you had done to me it was just that I had so much insecurity and stuff that I just wasn't confident in who I was and what I wanted and I with the self-worth issues I was afraid of getting what I wanted mm. um and so I really needed I think you to help me embrace the fact that I can like speak up and ask for what I want and it's okay to get things that I just want sometimes that that doesn't make me a bad person or a selfish person mm -hmm. um but if you had been a different kind of 
um, who just said, like, you don't question me, I think I could have fallen into that trap. Mm. And I think it would have been unhealthy for me. Um, but so I think where we are now, we've certainly found a balance with that. Um, but I guess, like, I just have that kind of old thought process that kind of pokes me, at the, like, a little anxiety or insecurity when you change your mind. Sometimes it's like, wait, did I just fuck up really, really bigly? <laughs> um, and, um, but I think, like, now, and I think I actually just wrote a post about, that mentioned this briefly not that long ago, that, um, now, because you've had that conversation with me so many times, where, and, and when I, like, say that, like, oh, I feel bad that you changed your mind, like, are you sure I, I shouldn't just not get what I was asking for? It almost um, irritates you. Yeah. <laughs> I say almost, and you're like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, that I would think that I have dragged you into my decision making like it yeah that I'm it's so... hard for you to understand how i don't recognize that it's that you do what you want to do <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think uh the only way that would happen is if i wasn't confident in my choice right and right and i know yeah. like logically i know yeah. it's it's just insecurity and anxiety yeah. when it happens but because we've had that conversation enough times <laughs> over you know, the couple of years that we've been doing this. Now, when it happens, I don't even usually need to ask you because I know what you're going to say because you've said it to me so many times to where it's like, it, it's kind of, um, your voice is in my head on that issue because I'm so confident in where you stand on that. That, um, like, oh, he gave me permission to not do this. Is, does that make me, uh, am I topping or am I a bad submissive? And, like, I can, in my head, I can say, I made that decision because I wanted to make that decision. <laughs> so, um, you know, I don't need you to actually say it because you're in my head saying it. Good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're winding down. Um, those are just uh, kind of uh, a few common questions you've gotten about DS we wanted to answer and just a few questions I thought of to ask you. Um and like with a lot of the stuff we talk about, they're so complicated, like, uh, it's certainly not, uh, what's the term where it's, it's not a complete explanation. Like, oh, yeah. There's tons of things we didn't cover. And, yeah. Um, but, uh, that's it for now. Goodbye. Bye.